What's up, everybody? Welcome to Honeybee Reviews. Today, I will be reviewing Late Registration, which unfortunately I do not have a vinyl for yet. But I do have a Late Orchestration vinyl, which is pretty sweet. This is the live performance at Abbey Road that Kanye did, so pretty cool. But, like I said, today I will be talking about late registration, which I have previously done a review on the college dropout. So now we're just going in order with late registration. We'll be going song by song. Um, I have previously stated that every single Kanye West album has at least a concept or is a complete full-blown narrative album. And that, of course, is true for late registration. Um, there's not as cohesive a narrative as there is on the college dropout or on graduation. This one, Kanye Moore explores the idea of a concept album with some mini narratives in individual songs. And so that's something I'll be talking about here. Um, something that is popular um, as a concern in the music industry is when an artist comes out with a great debut album is keeping the hype for the second album that they drop and that often is called the sophomore slump um so for example corday his debut album was the lost boy right and that was a fantastic album if you haven't heard it go check out my review on it because i went song by song through that album too um and so he's got a new album coming out this year and so he's trying to meet and exceed expectations that his fans have because of the greatness of that first album we all expect his sophomore album to be fantastic and if it isn't then it's kind of a letdown but if it is he solidifies himself as a great artist and so that kind of what was on the line here with late registration too the idea is Kanye West going to be a great artist in the music industry or did he just have one good album? Is he a one hit wonder? Um, and the answer, of course, is an emphatic, yes, this album is incredible. And no, it is not a sophomore slump. Um, this album has a lot of social commentary on it, just like all of Kanye's work pretty much does. And it is about the disappointments of fame um, and Kanye trying to handle fame. And he especially talks about the social injustices about uh, from where he was growing up, the south side of Chicago and other places like that. And that it is hard to make it in a black community where he feels like the government makes it hard for him to excel. And for not just him, obviously, but people like him that grow up in those areas and he makes it out of the south side of Chicago and now is dealing with fame and all the things that come with that. And so this album is about that, how he how he copes with his newfound fame. Um, this album has three of my favorite feature verses of all time. Lupe on Touch the Sky. Jay on The Diamond from Sierra Leone Remix and Nas on We Major. And so I'm excited to talk about those. And at the end of the video, I will rank my 
favorite songs here on the album too. From worst to best, we'll go through every single one and, and I'll put them in order. So let's get into it. It starts with a skit, Wake Up Mr. West, and this has a Bernie Mac character again, which if you have seen my review on the college dropout, then you already know he is the one that at the beginning asks Kanye to make a song for the kids and Kanye makes We Don't Care and then Bernie Mac gets pissed and kicks Kanye out of school. And so the fact that this Bernie Mac character is back starting this album immediately ties this album to the college dropout, which I will get into. But first, I just want to mention that Late Registration is the second of the trilogy, the college dropout trilogy. Um, just in case for somehow nobody knew that. But the way that this album um, is related to the college dropout, if you can remember the narrative that I explained from the college dropout, it is Kanye producing and wanting to make it as a rapper and knowing that he can do it. He has the confidence and finally he breaks through into the industry and becomes successful and finds fame. So as I previously mentioned, this album is about how Kanye copes with that newfound fame and the new attention in his life. Um, heard him say the first song, this is kind of a, a sad song, but with a happy beat. And I kind of like the dichotomy. It is a song about social injustice and the difficulties of growing up in Chicago and what it was like for Kanye. He kind of is, is reminiscing about that. And a fun fact is that originally this hook was written by Maroon 5, but they didn't know if they were going to actually end up using the hook. And so Kanye asked if he could just put on his album. And so Adam Levine said, sure. And they put it on and heard him say ended up being so popular that Maroon 5 then finished that song that they originally had been writing and released a song with the same hook. Kind of just a fun, fun fact. The next song is Touch the Sky, which is a fan favorite for sure. Um, people that don't even really listen to Kanye listen to Touch the Sky. It is a super popular song. And it is actually the only song on late registration that wasn't produced by Kanye. Just Blaze is the one that produced this song. Um, and Kanye on this song kind of just reminisces of his come up and it's kind of a recap of the college dropout and just saying now he has found fame and he's touching the sky and he is helping other people touch the sky too which on this song is Lupe Fiasco which before this song he was more of just an underground rapper in Chicago and this is kind of his breakthrough into the mainstream and now of course Lupe is widely considered as one of the best lyricists ever in hip-hop and he has put out a bunch of great albums, great music. <clears throat> and so Kanye helps Lupe touch the sky. Um, kind of fun. And <clears throat> one of my favorite lines is, um, I tried to write my wrongs, but what's funny is them same wrongs helped me write these songs. And so early on this album, Kanye acknowledges that even in his mistakes, he can use them to work for his favor. And his mistakes are helping him write his music now. And this is actually something that Kanye 
he does just throughout his discography. He's super open and candid about his mistakes and they really do help him write his songs and make meaningful music for us that we can enjoy. The next song is Gold Digger, <clears throat> which Kanye originally wrote the hook for Shauna, but she passed on it. This song features Jamie Foxx and he interpolates a Ray Charles song. And that's kind of funny because soon before this song was released, Jamie Foxx actually won a Grammy for playing Ray Charles in a movie. And then after that, he was on this song interpolating a Ray Charles song. And so that's just kind of funny. The second verse is actually a poem called 18 Years that Kanye wrote for a Def Jam poetry uh, contest. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And okay, let's get into the subject matter because this song is full of important subject matter. Um, on the first two verses, Kanye talks about how some women only date men for their money and for their fame or for their status, right? They're gold diggers. And that Kanye has been experiencing a little bit of that. And so that's kind of interesting. But on the last verse, Kanye is actually encouraging the girl at the end to do whatever she needs saying, get down, go ahead, get down. Because he also acknowledges that sometimes men use women as well. And maybe a man is um, working to, to come up, to break through, you know, in the music industry or something similar. And when he does, he leaves the girl he's with for a white girl, right? That's what Kanye says. And so this song really is about how both men and women just screw each other over. And people are out to to make money, people are out just for their own advantages and doing things with an agenda. Um, and so that is just a societal commentary, of course, about men and women and how individuals really just care about themselves. So on the next song, Drive Slow, Kanye looks back to his past and growing up in Chicago and he's got some friends that, you know, one of his friends, he got a girl pregnant at 16 and he all of a sudden is forced to be responsible for this child. And so this friend is, is giving Connie some advice saying, you got to drive slow. You got to, you got to take it easy, man. You don't want to be, you don't want to rush to get grown. You want to take your time and you don't need to just, um, move so fast, right? Just slow things down and, and kind of relax. And he's got another friend, GLC, who is saying that you need to drive slow just so you can pick up some hoes, right? So kind of one giving him wise advice saying, just be patient. And another one saying, just do whatever you want. Um, on my way home, this song actually was supposed to be on Common's album, B, which of course was produced by Kanye, but Common didn't want it on the album, it got cut. And so Kanye was like, well, why don't we put it on my album? And so they did, and he got a sick Common verse on it. Um, the point of this song is about Kanye going through hell and, and overcoming trials so that he can 
make meaningful music that will be beneficial for others. So on Commons verse, he says, home is where the hate is. My dome is where fate is. And that's him saying he came from hell so that he can help others kind of like he doesn't want to go home because that's where his hell was. I mean, he has gone through a lot of trials, but he's grateful that he grew up that way because now he can use that perspective to be beneficial for other people. And so he kind of is maturing into a leadership role and recognizing that now that he is famous, he needs to accept more responsibility and be a positive influence on his listeners and his fans. And so um, on the next song, on Crack Music, um, he, this is a double entendre, right? So on one, in one meaning, he's saying that his music is so good, it's like crack, that people just are addicted to it and they have to listen to it because they love it so much. And the other, part is that he references the crack cocaine epidemic under Ronald Reagan, um, which of course is just another social commentary, which this is just kind of the theme on the album. And for those that don't know, I copied a little part on Wikipedia about this, just to kind of inform people. The crack epidemic in the United States was a surge of crack cocaine use in major cities across the United States between the early 1980s and the early 1990s. This resulted in a number of social consequences, such as increasing crime and violence in American inner city neighborhoods, as well as a resulting backlash in the form of tough on crime policies. And so this, of course, isn't the first time that we hear of a social commentary or a complaint against the government here on this album. On Heard Him Say, he says, and I know the government administer AIDS, which is a theory that the government was administering AIDS, giving people AIDS, just so that, just in order to, to have people struggling, basically. And the same thing, they released crack, or they, the theory is that the government was selling people crack, specifically African-Americans in um, low-income areas in the United States, just so that they are plagued by drugs. They're spending their money on drugs. They're addicted to drugs. And so that it makes it harder for the people that live in those areas to make it out of those areas, if that makes sense. And so... <clears throat> Kanye, of course, has made it out, right? And so that's kind of what this album is about. On Roses, we get a lot more personal note from Kanye, which this is another fan favorite because the song starts and Kanye immediately takes us into this scene inside of a hospital where his grandmother is dying. He paints a perfect picture where the way that he says it, you literally, you just can imagine that you are there and you know exactly what's going on. It's amazing. And so when people say that Kanye isn't a good lyricist or a good storyteller, I don't know where that narrative is coming from because it is obviously not true. Just look at songs like Roses or look at songs like Gorgeous or All Falls Down. I mean, when Kanye wants to, he can use his lyrics to paint a picture. 
but a lot of times this album not so much but for example on Yeezus or on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy it's not so much about the lyrics that he says straightforward but it's about the things that he you kind of can infer from what what he gives right and so his albums are narrative albums with like a whole structure and a storyline and a plot and everything and people literally just don't realize that because they don't listen actively and so there's my little Kanye rant but continuing back to Roses he shows up with some flowers and the nurse or the secretary whoever is there says sorry the visiting hours are over and you can't go and see her but somehow he gets in and he sees that his grandma's not doing so hot. And so he asks the nurse, did you do the research? And the nurse looks at him, doesn't even respond to his question. And instead just asks if he can autograph some t-shirts. And Kanye, of course, is super offended by this. And for good reason, he is like, we're hurting here. And you are asking me to sign some t-shirts. Like that is just, it's so lame and tacky. Um, and so he has this line about Magic Johnson where he's wondering, well, if my grandma made more money, would she be okay? Because Magic Johnson, he got AIDS in 1981 and in 1981, a cure for AIDS was like impossible. Like that was not a thing, but because he was able to afford the best doctors and medicines, he's still around today. And he, uh, it's kind of a miracle. And so at this point in the album, Kanye realizes that he's famous, but his fame still has limits. And so he's not able to just cure his grandma because he can, you know, fly in the best doctor in the U.S. or, or something like that. And so this album is about Kanye feeling like there's a ceiling. So it started in Chicago and heard him say he felt like there was a ceiling that he couldn't make out of Chicago and that people like him couldn't make it out of Chicago. Um, and now on Roses, he's realizing that he can't save his grandmother's life and that the nurse's response to him is just like salt in the wound, asking if he can sign those t-shirts. It just feels like he feels powerless, like he, he can't do anything, kind of useless. But at an awesome moment on the song is at the very end where he points out that he and his family are the Roses. He says, we the Roses. And so that calls back to the flowers that were mentioned at the beginning of the song. And this is just brilliant, saying that him and his family, his aunts that, that all flew in, they are the roses in the hospital room that day. And so this kind of has the same vibe as the college dropout where Kanye realizes that his family really is his support and what keeps him grounded. And so... Um, this song Roses, it also actually ties back into the Tupac poem of Rose. Let me see what it's called. The Rose That Grew From The Concrete, which this whole, this is kind of the whole album's concept. And so this is an important track on the album. That whole poem that Tupac wrote is about how a rose grew from the concrete, that something beautiful came out of a situation that wasn't ideal. And so the social commentary on this album is saying that beautiful things can come out of less than beautiful situations. Kanye came out of Chicago, even though he grew up on the South side where 
he didn't get a lot of help from anyone besides his mom, which we'll get into later. But that really is the idea of the album, that something beautiful really can come out of anything. And even though sometimes he feels oppressed and that there's a ceiling, he can break that ceiling because Kanye West is the rose out of the concrete. The next song is Bring Me Down. And if I'm being honest, this is not my favorite Kanye song. I do like it. I like every single song on the album, but this is probably my least favorite because it just has a lot of brandy in it, which don't get me wrong, I like brandy, but it just gets kind of repetitive. And I just wish Kanye was on it more. This song is about Kanye just being frustrated at the music industry now. So he kind of turns his frustration from the government and from his ceilings to the music industry in which there is just another ceiling. And he basically just says that he's going to do whatever he wants. He's going to be defiant and that the music industry will never bring him down because he's Kanye West, right? The next song ties into this idea as well, Addicted or Addiction. And this song is about the things that Kanye gets addicted to, the things that fame brings, money, sex, um, drug use. And this becomes a really common theme throughout Kanye's discography in which he really gets more detailed in um, on later albums. This is kind of just like a sneak peek preview of that. Just saying, just throwing out the idea that there's things that can cause addictions out there. And it's just one of the downsides of, of having fame and money. And this song is an Etta James sample. And maybe you know her, she's an oldie and she sings, At last, if you know that song. I know you probably couldn't even understand what that was, but anyway. She's pretty cool. Um, the next song <clears throat> on the album is Diamonds from Sierra Leone, the original, which um, I'm going to kind of link the original and the remix together because they have similar, similar ideas. And this song is genius. This is just another example of Kanye West's great lyricism because this whole song is a double entendre. So you can understand it and it's meant to be this way for sure. There's just too many things pointing it to at that way for it to not be like this. You can take it as a social commentary on blood diamonds, people having slaves in Africa and Sierra Leone mining these diamonds and Americans just being materialistic and using these diamonds, even though they came from um, circumstances that we don't condone here in the United States, at least. Um, really everywhere, that there shouldn't be slaves, things like that. You can take it like that. But at this same time, when this song came out, was when Rockefeller was founded by Jay-Z and Dame Dash, and they were having a fallout and they were splitting up. So Dame went to go do his own thing with his own label, and Jay-Z kept Rockefeller, and all the artists underneath kind of had to pick who they were going to go with. And so Kanye, of course, stays with Jay, that Rockefeller. And so, for example, when on the chorus or the hook, when Kanye says, throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe, 
that can one be taken as a blood diamond getting rid of them or two it can be taken as the symbol for Rockefeller which is the diamond and Jay-Z would always throw the diamonds up you know that was just kind of their sign and then Kanye says the rock is still alive every time I rhyme saying that as long as he is still signed to Rockefeller and making music then Rockefeller will be successful because he's Kanye West and so I love that um And it also has Jay-Z's verse on the remix, which is one of my favorite feature verses, which I mentioned at the beginning of this video. Um, and so it's just a sick song. The next one is We Major, which something that always has been interesting about Kanye is that he does literally whatever he wants. And so, you know, at the beginning, people were saying he was only a producer and he couldn't be a rapper. And so he wanted to be a rapper, and so he did it. He didn't listen to him. He broke that ceiling. And then they said he could never be a fashion designer, right? And then he started Yeezy, and now he's worth like $6 billion because of it. Broke that ceiling. And his whole thing where he was supporting Trump because he felt like Trump represented, you know, Trump wasn't ever supposed to be the president. He's just, he doesn't know anything about politics. He's just a, a businessman reality TV guy, real estate investor, nothing with politics, but because he did it, he felt, Kanye felt like that was an example of he can do anything too. So he can run for president, which he did. And he has mentioned before, you know, that he doesn't believe that just because he's black, he should vote Democrat. He just thinks there shouldn't be labels or ceilings and that you can do whatever you want. And so on the last song in this album that I mentioned, Diamonds Remix, he has Jay-Z on we major he has a nos verse and those two of course had that beef that was huge right and this was kind of towards the end of it but kanye he knew that and kind of wanted to be the peacemaker and decided that he wanted both of them on the album and i think it's very deliberate that he had jay-z and then right after put nos and um just kind of shows that he does whatever he wants and that is because of the way he was raised, which on the next song, Hey Mama, he talks about, of course. And if you are a Kanye West, fan, Kanye West fan, you are a fan of Hey Mama because you know how much his mom, Donda West, influenced him. And she loved this song. I mean, you know, when he was performing at the Grammys, she was singing every single word. When he debuted the song, he was on Oprah and she was there and she loved it. Um, this is such an important song in Kanye's career because Donda raised him and this is why he is the way that he is today. And her death is what catapulted the idea for 808s and Heartbreak, which we of course will get into when we discuss that album um, a little bit more. But it's just important to know that on this song, he reminisces about his mom, his love for her, and just how much she influenced him. And that's the way that he is now. Um, he just kind of was looking back and reminiscing. And so on the next song on Celebration, this is a positive point on the album now. Kanye finally feels like he kind of has a grip on his relationship with fame. And that is because he was it just the way that Donda raised him and the support he gets from his family. 
And so he feels ready and motivated to take on this relationship with fame and to not let it get the best of him. And so he celebrates. This is literally a celebration. And then finally we have Gone, which building on what I mentioned about We Major, Kanye solidifies his stance on this song that he's going to do whatever he wants and that nobody will ever control him. And this has what many consider to be one of Kanye's best verses. The last verse on this song is freaking sick. And so it's not just because of the Anakin reference, not just because Star Wars is the best movie series of all time, which it is by far, but it's because uh, just lots of things. I, I wanted to read the first part of the verse because I, it's just awesome. He says, I'm ahead of my time, sometimes years out. So the powers that be won't let me get my ideas out. And that make me want to get my advance out and move to Oklahoma and just live in my aunt's house. Yeah, I romance the thought of leaving it all behind. Kanye step away from the limelight like when I was on the grind in the one nine nine nine. And so just the way that he ends every song, every word on every line with the, oh, that's funny. I just rhymed it too. I didn't even mean to. The ein sound, the long I, that is just beautiful. And the way that he's talking about how he's always years ahead of his time, that is so prophetic because just look at his career, Jesus, his fashion line Yeezy, um, the 808s. Everybody uses 808s drums now in their songs and auto-tune. And I mean, it's just, he really is ahead of the time and it shows. And so it's pretty sweet. And that's just kind of a good way to end the album. And so in summary, this is an album that highlights the societal problems here in America and specifically in the area that Kanye grew up in the South side of Chicago and other places like that in the cities of the United States. And so he made it out of where he was growing up. And so now he is wrestling with fame and the problems that fame brings in his life and is trying to choose to be a positive influence on people. And so this album is fantastic. It is widely considered a classic in the hip hop community, which for good reason, and I rank it a nine out of 10. I really like it. It's not my favorite Kanye album. I have I have a lot of albums ahead of this album, honestly, in my discography ranking of Kanye West. And so I'm excited to keep going through the discography and get into those. But to wrap this thing up, we've got the song rankings. So at the 15 spot, I have Bring Me Down, which like I mentioned before, not my favorite Kanye West song. It's still good. Um, but the brandy gets kind of repetitive for me and I wish Kanye was on it more. At 14, I've got Celebration. At 13, I've got Addiction. At 12, I've got Diamonds from Sierra Leone, the original. Just be, that verse, I mean, that song is fantastic, but just because it pales in comparison to the remix, that's why I have it so low. At 11, I've got Crack Music, which I do like the song because Kanye seems a little angry and it seems like it kind of is a precursor for Yeezus, which I really like. Um, at 10, I have My Way Home. I really enjoy the common verse and I like the subject matter on the song. Just saying, might not be such a bad idea if I never make it home again, right? So 
I like that kind of commits to to searching for fame and I feel like it's kind of a pivot point on the album at nine we have we major because it just is like kind of an epic song I like it at eight I have heard him say which I know might kind of shock people that it, it's kind of so low but it just kind of feels with Adam Levine it's just kind of too poppy for me but I do like that it has the sad lyrics with kind of the happier instrumental I like that dichotomy I think it's kind of cool but at seven I've got roses nothing to say here I mean it's a fantastic song great storytelling um, I love the way which I already mentioned that Kanye paints a picture in my head at six I've got gone purely because of Kanye's verse that I mentioned it really is a fantastic Kanye verse at five, I've got Hey Mama, because that is just a touching song, and who doesn't love their mom, right? At four, I've got Touch the Sky. It's just an absolute banger, and Lupe's verse is fire. At three, I've got Gold Digger, which this, of course, is the biggest single on the album. I think it went number one, and I love the subject matter. I love the Jamie Foxx feature. I love it all. At two, I have Drive Slow. I love that backbeat. I love Kanye going boom, ba boom, ba boom, boom throughout the song. It's pretty sick. One of Kanye's best uh, beatboxing moments, except for maybe Lift Yourself or the gun noises on um, Feel the Love from Kids See Ghosts. And then at number one, I've got the Diamonds from Sierra Leone remix, which that's one of my favorite Jay-Z verses of all time, one of my favorite features of all time. He has some iconic lines in it from... I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man, which in the context of Rockefeller breaking up, I feel like he's saying that to Dame, saying, listen, you can leave, but I'm the brand here. I'm Jay-Z and I am Rockefeller. I'm the business here. Um, difficult takes a day, impossible takes a week. I did this in my sleep. I sold kilos of Coke. I'm guessing I can sell CDs. I mean, there's so many lines that are just like, fire that song i mean it is amazing kanye's verse is sick too the sample is from a james bond movie i mean it doesn't get much better than that so thanks guys for watching that's all i've got for you i will be officially working on a graduation review to get out got some other things planned too to put out in between um let me know what you guys think about this album what you think about the ranking of the songs. And if I missed anything, let me know. Comment, like, subscribe here on YouTube. Or if you're listening to the podcast version. Um, or if you're on YouTube, you can find me on Twitter, at Reviews Honeybee. And I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. So thank you all for watching. And I will catch you all on the flippity flip.